Are you looking to grow your real estate investing business? My company, Future Flipper, can help. We've taught hundreds of people all over the country how to flip, wholesale, and buy rental properties. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your investing journey. Whether you're trying to get your first deal or scale your company, Future Flipper can help. We have courses, coaching, and events for all levels of investors. So if you want to take the next step, go to futureflipper.com and book a free consultation to see how we can best help you. Once again, that's futureflipper.com. One of the hardest parts about real estate investing is finding a good contractor. That's where Southwestern Custom Construction comes in. They've been doing remodels in Nevada and Arizona since 2006. As a fully licensed and bonded general contractor, they're able to help with any type of renovation, all the way from an entry-level fixer-upper to a custom luxury home. Southwestern Custom Construction specializes in working with investors. I've personally used them on many of my projects, so I know their team is legit. If you want to get a bid on a project, head over to customhomenow.com. Once again, that's customhomenow.com. Welcome to The Ryan Pineda Show. Where our mission is to invest. I only expect to make money in things that I understand. Innovate. It's about believing in the future and thinking that the future will be better than the past. And inspire. I am much more likely to hit my goal just due to putting it out there. Now rocking with the best. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Ryan Pineda Show. In today's podcast, we are going to be going over the top five tips that I use to become more efficient. Now, um, being efficient and you know everything that comes with it is really, to me, the same as prioritizing better. You know, everybody is very busy. Everybody's got a lot of stuff going on in their lives. And how well you are able to navigate through all that will determine your efficiency. And uh, I think most people need to realize that not every task is created equal. So we're going to be talking about how to prioritize those tasks and uh, in turn become more efficient. So let's jump into it. All right. Tip number one. Okay. Tip number one of becoming more efficient is to schedule your day around what's most important. So for me, I've talked about my morning routine many times, but um, I'll kind of give you the quick version of it. Um, Everything I do in my daily schedule is around doing what's most important first. And so for me, um, I value my faith. I value my time with God. I think that's the most important thing to me. And so I do that every morning, first and foremost. I read my Bible. I pray. You know, I uh, memorize scripture. I journal because those are all very important to me. But the next most important thing to me is my health. And so I always work out every morning after that. You see where I'm going with this? Like the priorities are all in line. So it goes, you know, time with God. It goes workout, health. And then after that, I go to the office and get my day started. Um, you know, for me, uh, family would, would be above those as well. But, uh, with just how it plays out, uh, my kids aren't even awake and my wife's not awake. So, uh, I'm able to knock all those things out first. Um, and then, you know, go into the business day after the business day, I end up, uh, coming home to the family, try and turn everything off. I don't want to do any more business. I want to just spend the rest of my time with my family. Um, but really, you know, I schedule the day like that so that I knock out the most important things first because it's very easy to get lost in the other stuff that's not as important if you start with that. And many people don't understand this concept because um, 
maybe they're chasing the wrong things. They don't know their priorities. Um, and they just kind of do whatever, you know, their phone tells them to do. Right. it's like, they get all these texts from work. And so they end up responding to those texts and then they get caught in this rabbit hole. And all of a sudden before they know it, they've spent hours doing something that wasn't the priority. Um, whereas for me, everything is very scheduled out, um, from the beginning of like, Hey, these are what I want to do first. And these are into my schedule and they're the priorities. And, um, one thing I'll say too, even though, uh, family time is later in the day, uh, and you know, it may seem like, Oh, well, I guess that's the last priority, right? No. Um, it's actually scheduled into my calendar, uh, first, right? So I start with the end in mind. I say, Hey, guess what? Um, biggest priority to me is spending time with God. Let's schedule that in first into the 24 hours I have today, right? Okay. Second family, right? That's my most important thing after that. What, what do I got to do to schedule that in? All right, well, I'm going to schedule it in from five all the way until we go to sleep. Okay. Then I schedule in uh, my health. Then I schedule in, you know, business, right? So if I already have all those things scheduled in and then business is last, it changes the dynamic because now I say, look, after I got all this other stuff done, I've got business to take care of and I've got to finish whatever I've got to finish in business during this time because these other things are a bigger priority for me. Um, you know, and other people just don't do that. They just think business is the first priority. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, everything else kind of gets pushed to the back burner because it's not scheduled in. So, um, more of the story tip number one, schedule the top priorities first, things that are most important to you, and then fill everything else in that's less important as the day goes on. And, um, you know, do that before you ever step foot into the day. Cool. All right, let's jump into number two. Number two is figure out what can be delegated. Now, for me, you know, uh, I've always been somebody who's wanted to delegate things. Right. Uh, even when I started flipping houses, I never had the issue of, man, uh, I got to go fix this house myself. I never wanted to do that. Other people do. Other people are handy and they're like, I would rather just go fix it myself. Nobody can do it as good as me. Um, I'd rather save the money and do it myself. This is the wrong way of thinking. Um, sure. You can do it starting out when you don't have money and you got to hustle, but you should not have that attitude once you're established, you should be thinking about how do I delegate, um, especially when you start making money, because you can't find yourself doing these $10 an hour tasks anymore. Those have to be delegated out. You know, for me, uh, when I look at things that I can delegate, uh, booking hotels, you know, uh, responding to emails that people send us for, you know, social media or my businesses, I don't, I don't look at them, you know, people look at them for me. Same thing with DMs. You know, I'd love to communicate with everybody and respond to my DMs, but the fact is I don't have enough time in the day. There's just too many of them. And um, it sucks because I I used to enjoy that. But as, you know, my social media and following grew bigger, uh, I would be getting literally hundreds of thousands and not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds, then thousands of DMs um, every day when you count just everything between all the responses back and forth. And I found myself text messaging and DMing like hours every day. And that's just not being efficient. And so I've had to delegate that out. And, uh, you know, I have my team bring to my attention the important DMs and, uh, you know, other things that we can do to become more efficient. 
Um, but you know, even daily tasks like car wash and, you know, groceries, those things all need to be delegated. Um, I don't make food anymore. I used to, um, it's just not a good use of my time and it's not making me efficient. But, uh, even on the social media side, I I've thought about how can I delegate everything humanly possible and, you know, I can delegate the editing. I can delegate the setup. I can delegate, um, you know, posting it and writing the descriptions and all that stuff. Me filming is the only thing I can't really delegate. Like I've got to film, you know, I've got to, uh, come up with the scripts and stuff that I'm talking about. And even with the scripts, you know, we can get ideas and, um, stuff from my team. But at the end of the day, I still have to come up with what I want to say and, really make it a way that's entertaining and educational and inspiring and, you know, those types of things. So, um, for me, I just, I've figured out what I can delegate best, or I mean, what are the things I can delegate that way I can just, uh, you know, only do the things that I personally have to do everything else. If I can delegate it, great. Gives me more free time to come up with new ideas, to work on other projects, um, or just spend time with family or, you know, vacation or whatever it is. Like I'm just trying to get my time back and be so efficient with everything else that I do. So that's tip number two, um, figure out what you can delegate. Tip number three, do not fall into the trap of doing the easiest task. So most times the easiest task is not the top priority. Okay. Um, in fact, most people procrastinate the task that they don't want to do because it's either the hardest or it's going to have the most impact and it's probably the top priority. Um, you've got to do that hard task first. Uh, you know, it's easy for me to go write an email to somebody and check a box and say, oh man, I accomplished this task. I feel good about myself. Wrong. Like writing the email might make you feel good, but it's not what's going to move the needle. What moves the needle are the top priority task. And, you know, unfortunately moving the needle usually isn't easy. It usually requires the hardest amount of work, the most mental energy, the most creativity. And, uh, that's why people procrastinate it. And, uh, that's why they don't do the hard things. So you need to really identify what are the top priorities or tasks, I should say, and, uh, do those first. Don't even think about doing the uh, easy task, the writing the emails, you know, doing the things that you enjoy doing. Those are easy. Do the hard ones first. Uh, for me, just to give an example, I'm very guilty of this. My team will confirm this. Like, I really dislike filming ads. You know, when I have to go film ads for my companies or for a sponsor or something like that, I mean, I do it and hopefully the ads are good and they perform, but, uh, anytime I've got to do that, I'm like always thinking, man, that's the last thing I want to do. Like, let me knock out all these other things before that. And I'll just kind of leave it on my task list. But, uh, I've learned, I just got to knock those out first because, um, they, they're very high priority. You know, those companies need those ads so that we can generate the traffic we need. Like it's produces revenue. And it's super important that I film those ads because really no one else can do it. You know, I can't delegate that because I'm the face of the company or this, the sponsor is paying me to do this. So it's, it's just an example of something that, yeah, I don't want to do, but it's very important that I do it. 
um, regardless of how much I want to do. I'd much rather write an email. That's way easier than figuring out what I want to do for this ad. So that, just a good example, figure out for you what is an easy task that, uh, or I guess a hard task that you are putting off and procrastinating and in turn trying to do an easier task because, you know, you want to feel like you're just doing productive things when in reality, that easy task could probably be delegated uh, if it's that easy. So think about that. Let's jump into tip number four. Here's a quick word from our sponsors. Have you ever wanted to invest in real estate, but you didn't have the time to find deals yourself? That's where Fundrise comes in. Fundrise is a crowdfunding platform that has transacted over $5 billion in real estate and has over 150,000 active investors. While many funds, like my own, require accredited investors, Fundrise allows anyone to invest with as little as $500. If you'd like to learn more, check out Fundrise.com. Once again, that's Fundrise.com. Are you looking to find off-market real estate deals? One of the best tools my team uses is Batch Leads. With Batch Leads, you're able to pull data, manage lists, and send text messages. On top of that, you can get nationwide access to the MLS to get pictures and comps. My team has used Batch Leads to get some of our best deals, so I know it works. You want to start today? You can get half off your first month by going to batchleads.io and using the promo code RYAN. Once again, that's batchleads.io, promo code RYAN for half off your first month. Now, back to the show. Step number four is to get third-person feedback, okay? So what do I mean by this? Well, a lot of times we are blind to what we're doing, okay? And without somebody else telling us the issue and the truth of what we're doing, we would never know. And I'll give you an example. So back when I was playing baseball, I had many coaches and instructors, and I would be, uh, you know, practicing my swing and thinking like, okay, this feels good. You know, this is what I want to do. Like this is, I'm doing the right stuff, right? In my mind, I'm doing it right. I'm, I'm practicing. I am putting in the work. You know, I'm showing up to the games, but uh, something's wrong. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting the results I want. I'm not getting hits. I'm just missing pitches. And everything feels right. I feel like my swing's the same. You know, a week ago I was getting hits and, uh, I was, I was doing everything I was supposed to do. Nothing has changed since then, but the reality is something has changed. You know, uh, over time I would realize that my swing would start to shift without me even noticing because it's just little things every day. And then all of a sudden you look a month later and your swing is completely different because I didn't do the right things. And I would never know that because I feel good and I feel the same unless I had somebody else telling me. And so what would happen is I'd get a coach who would be like, hey, Ryan, like, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, your hands used to be, you know, up here and now they're way lower than before. Or, you know, did you know that you're striding really late? Like the ball is already on you by the time you stride. And I'd be like, no, I didn't know that. Like, it feels the same to me. And then sure enough, um, they'd tell me it, but I'm like, prove it, you know? And so we'd watch video. Um, thankfully we have TV, you know, our game, a lot of our games were televised or, you know, the team itself had, a you know, a camera on the side showing us the video and we would compare a month before to my, when I was doing good to my swing now when I was doing bad. Right. And it'd be drastically different. You know, I could just see it night and day, the shift. And 
life is like that, whether you intentionally change or not, right? I didn't intentionally change during that month. It's just something happened. All of a sudden, I just started developing bad habits and uh, I was a completely different person. So what's the, the point of that story? It's to show you that you need a third party to help you see the things you don't see. Uh, what you feel is a lot of time not what reality is. And uh, for you, start thinking about, um, you know, who can, who can help you see some of your blind spots? Is it hiring a coach? Is it hiring a mentor? Is it, you know, an accountability partner? Is it a friend? Just make sure that it's somebody that's willing to tell you the truth. Because, uh, you know, if, if they're not willing to tell you the truth, then they're not the right person. You need somebody who's going to tell you the hard things. And um, telling somebody, having somebody who's going to tell you those things is going to drastically change your results. And uh, in just normal everyday life, right, you're not competing and, you know, you're not dealing with a baseball swing. But somebody can tell you, like, yo, uh, I see you every day, you know, wasting time here. You know, you say you're so busy, but I see you watching Netflix three hours a day. Or you say you're so busy, and I just watched you on social media for hours, right? Go look at your screen time on your phone. <laughs> your phone is the ultimate third party. It does not lie about your screen time and what you're doing. And uh, you go look at that. You're going to get some uh, feedback on what's really going on with your time and why you're not hitting your goals and why you're not accomplishing what you should accomplish. Um, so I think you have to get somebody who's willing to be honest with you to provide that, that feedback. Um, and that's something for me is, is just well worth it. Uh, I actually, you know, I say it needs to be a coach or a mentor or, you know, accountability partner. Um, but yeah, like your phone can tell you also like today I was at the gym and they have this machine that tells me, you know, my weight, my body fat, and all those things. I don't know how accurate it truly is, but I've been doing it once a month at the beginning of the month um, to get feedback, right? How, how am I progressing? Am I, am I gaining more fat? Am I gaining more muscle? Am I losing weight? Like, what's going on here? And uh, today, you know, I found out that uh, my weight is up. I'm up three or four pounds from last month. And uh, my body fat's up a couple percent. And like, it doesn't lie, you know, uh, I can feel it too. My clothes feel a little tighter and uh, I need to make an adjustment and I have to adjust now because if I don't have that feedback today and I don't make the adjustment today and I let this linger for months, I'm probably going to be overweight. I'm not going to be happy with how I look. And this is how it happens for most people. They just do these habits for months or years. And then all of a sudden they wonder what happened to me? How did I put on 20 pounds? How did I put on 30 pounds? Like I don't even, didn't even realize it was happening. It was kind of like my swing that I was telling you about just over time, it changes without you noticing. So, um, getting, you know, feedback from a third party, whether it be a person or even a machine will greatly benefit you to stay on track with what you're supposed to do. So that's tip number four. Let's jump into tip number five. So tip number five is this. You need to get a task list, all right? For me, I use Apple Reminders. Every time I have a new task, I put it in Apple Reminders. And I separate my task from most important to least important. And so 
I literally look at my task list all the time, probably like every hour. It's kind of obsessive. I'm not, I'm not like too proud of it, but it's helped me get to where I'm at today. Um, so I look at my task list anytime I'm like not doing anything. Okay. So when I'm at the office, I am either working on a task at that moment or I'm finishing that task. And now I'm looking at the next task and by putting the most important one first, the one that's going to move the needle the most, I am now, you know, positioning myself in my mind to say, look, I'm not doing any other task below this, even though they may be easier, I'm going to knock out the most important. And that's exactly what I do is I just knock those out first and foremost, and I just keep on moving down the list. Now, guess what? You know, as, as we think about tip number one, I said, with scheduling the most important things first, um, I do not get every task done every day. Okay. I will have a task list and my goal is to obviously clear it, to get everything I want done, done, but it doesn't always happen. And this is where the tip number one comes into play is like, look, if I didn't get it done, that's okay. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Um, I'm not going to bleed into my family time or, you know, my time with God or my health or whatever. Like those things are a higher priority than just completing, you know, everything on my task list. I I've got the whole business day to get it done. If I can't get it done, then that's on me. I got to figure out how to either delegate better so I can finish all those tasks or adjust. Maybe I have too many tasks and, you know, it's just not reasonable for me to do all these things. Maybe it's a sign that I need to adapt and, you know, not overload myself with so many things. If you're constantly like having 20 tasks on your list and you're never finishing them, that tells me you're doing too many things like point blank. Uh, for me, I never have more than five tasks on my list. And typically those five tasks move the, the needle pretty good. All five of them are pretty important compared to most. Um, but even with them all being very important, uh, I will be able to still prioritize them by importance. Uh, you know, like just to give an example, I'm literally looking at my task list right now. And uh, task number one is to call um, these pieces of land that I've identified. There's there's four pieces of land I'm looking at for a potential office. And uh, I don't want anyone else to do that because I need to negotiate those directly because they're super important. Like picking our next office and getting the right deal on land is a very high level task that really only I want to do. This isn't like flipping a house or talking to a normal seller. This is like, you know, this is going to impact the company for years down the road by what office I pick, what piece of land I choose to buy. So it's a very important task. That's why it's number one for me. After I get done with this podcast, I'm calling those pieces of land. And the reason that I'm filming this podcast before calling those is, you know, it's not like a time urgent thing. You know, I can call those at any point. Um, so you got to think about that too, is like time urgency and also, um, priorities. Like I have to finish this podcast today. We got to get it done, get it out. Um, you know, the land can come after second one I got though is, uh, like I was just mentioning ads. I've got to film a couple of ads after this and you know, that just is what it is. Um, I feel like filming this podcast and calling the land is more important than that, but I do need to, to go film those after this. Um, and that's it. Those are my two priorities today that it's not this huge long list. It's just two things. They're going to really move the needle. 
And uh, those are my tasks. And I'm going to, uh, you know, make sure I get them done. But anyways, uh, there are a whole bunch of other things I use to be efficient. Uh, if you guys want me to do a follow-up podcast to this, definitely leave a comment. Um, also, if you haven't already, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a five-star review on Apple and subscribe. That helps the algorithm and uh, helps more people find this content. But um, yeah, that that's those are the five things I really do to be more efficient. It really, you know, goes hand in hand with, you know, prioritizing the important things and figuring out how to exactly do that. So hope it brought you value. Um, appreciate you for listening and I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for watching the Ryan Pineda show. If you want to work with me, head over to ryanpineda.com. You can find my courses, coaching programs, and upcoming events. We also have free resources you can download. So head over to ryanpineda.com.